0: We'll go through this, uh, I think we did this yesterday, but we'll do it through really like quickly. So, Va'inyin hu. Komoshin is makumacher. What's that say for What? What's that say for Mm. That's a pretty important safer. Rabbi, what line is it on? He'll tell you. Go it's ahead. in your book. Look, oh, in my book? Yudalad. Yep. You know. First word in line is v'hayyesh. A little bit more than halfway down the page who well, <laughs> the Indian is as follows: That if words just from the atmos or ein it wouldn't be possible the concept of that they should become a Matthias Why? Right? We said this. You asked me what adraba means. gilu or through the revelation of this light. Okay, this is what we were saying yesterday. This is the idea that if Hashem would shine the light a little bit more than what is normal, then the whole thing would just cease to exist. Right? We talked about the, we gave two mashalim for this yesterday. We gave the example of if you have like an ice chip right? And you put it into water and you put the water in the refrigerator the ice chip is going to remain. But if you put it on the stove and you put on the uh, the fire for a little bit of time all of a sudden the ice chip is just going to melt into the rest of the water. Right? What's the matter, Dov? Uh, that reminds me of the moth that was kind of packing a china gold. That's what it says. I thought you did, you did Hazar last night on this? Uh... Well, yeah, oh, is it, it for bringing? Otherwise, okay. Like the idea that Hashem stretched out his finger, his little finger, and he... And he blew up the angel. He blew up the angel, that's right. That's exactly what I was going to say. You yeah. see that? He knows the stuff. Even with, you know, there you go. Yeah, you just, ki'i mebechinez uh, me ha'ara lev'at. Only in the union of the ha'ara lev'at. morin <laughs> v'shayches <laughs> The only way that it's possible, that the Eilemos could be, is because it's coming from a ray, from Hashem, right? And this is comparable to what we said before, yesterday in the Marshall, that we put like pieces of plastic, right, over the, by the ceiling and therefore the light that's coming down is only coming down in the shapes that we cut out of this plastic, right? It's only because there's a holy ha'ara, that's how you're able to see that there's a specific shape on the bottom. And that's how it could be a, a form of a something. And Nimsa comes out from this. With regards to this Madrega. It's Shaykh that the world should be a of a Yesh. That they could be a form of a something. Only because of this particular limitation that is happening on the greater light. And it's being channeled down in a specific way which is making it enable there to be this entity down here in this world which is experiencing himself as a Metziyas. Namely as a form of a Yesh that feels himself to be his own independent existence. Yes? Okay, now, this is I think where we got to. However, when we're comparing it to the Atmos or Which, we'd say, there's no Erech to the yesh at all. But if you were to go back, let's go back to this muscle that we've been using of the light and the plastic. Now, let's say that you take that shape that's on the floor, right? Let's say the Jewish star, which has a blue color. And now, you decide that you're going to pull away you're going to pull away the plastic. It's impossible, there's just not going to be a star It's impossible, you're just going to have light So in comparison to the light back up on top The only way that this Jewish star that's on the floor Right in the shape, and the color blue Is able to be, is only because of the limitation That we put on the light in the first place But if we would pull the plastic It's not that there would be like a, a fight Between the shape and the light It just would so, It would just stop being why? Because it would just be overcome with light. Similar to the same idea with the ice chip in the, in the hot water. It's not that the ice chip is fighting for its survival. The ice chip is not fighting for its survival. The ice chip automatically becomes water. Why? Because the ice chip is only an ice chip because of a certain precarious situation that enabled it to remain an ice chip. Let's say you have, you know, they do all these uh, special ice uh, shapes. Shape like this and shape like that and shape like that. The only thing that enables it to remain that shape is because of the temperature. If you change the temperature, automatically the ice shape is just going to become plain water. No argument, no fight, no, no issues. And it doesn't have a problem with it. It is like this or it is like this. It's not an issue. Capisce? All right. So that's the idea. So there's no metzias whatsoever there. Because when you're talking about the metzias yesh, there's no way that you could have, there's no way that you could have a metzias. It can't be a mitzias. You can't have a form. The only reason that there's a form is because there's a concealment of the atzmus or ensof. E yefshar. Kiim kol inyah mitzias a yeshu so. machmas mehelam or atzmi. The only reason why you have any mitzias is because there's a concealment. The concealment is what's making it be a mitzias. If you take away the concealment, then you have no Matsias. Kabish? Yes, good. However, now let's take it a step to the next step. Okay, so that's the basic muscle. But now let's go even further. Who is making the concealment? Usually, when usually, right. Usually, when we're thinking about a concealment, we're thinking about something else that's coming over and concealing this thing. Right? you put uh, this book into a box, and now the box is concealing over the book. right? you take, a, you take a, 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 a piece of clothing and you cover right you cover something with that clothing. So that clothing, which is something else, is covering the thing you want it to cover. So usually whenever we talk about something covering something else or concealing something else, we're talking about a third party or a second party which is coming and concealing over the first party. But here, what are we saying? What we're saying is the same entity is concealing over itself. So is it really concealing, yes or no? The answer is no. So if you can imagine, my hand is now covering my face. So no one can see me because it's covering my face, right? Wrong. Because you're seeing my hand, which is me, which is covering my face, which is me. It's all one entity that's concealing and shining at the same time. Which is more Hashem, the light or the concealment? Which is more Hashem? Both. They're both. They're both. They're just playing two different roles. Like the Rebbe Rasha brings in, in, in the idea of of uh, in the Ma'amrei Yadaita, he brings different examples of this concept to try to bring out this idea. And one of the I, one of the one of the one of the examples that he brings is the idea of a teacher. <laughs> And the teacher is trying to teach the, 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 the student. But in order to teach the student, he has to limit the way he understands the material in order to explain the material. In other words, imagine Einstein wants to teach uh, physics to a bunch of uh, 12-year-olds. Can he do it? Yes, he can do it. But in order for him to do it, what does he have to do? He has to limit the way he understands it Right? And then he has to put it in words that a 12 year old will be able to understand. But who is the one that's limiting it? He's limiting it. Like, this is the difference between a Rosh Hashiva and a, and a, and a, a Rav. Right? When you learn a piece of Gemara, a Rosh Hashiva could Mephalpal it, right? He could go into this angle and that angle and Taisva says this and the mashah says this like this and the Maram says like this and this, like this and then like this and like this and like this and like this like this, like this, like this, So many different angles. Right? And it, you can talk for hours about it. A Rav needs to be able to come up with what's the answer? What does the person need to do? Is it kosher or is it not kosher? Is it permitted or is it asr? So he has to be able to use his brain to, on the one hand, look at the different angles. That's like the union of chesed. On the other hand, he needs to limit, which is the union of gvura, to be able to say, do like this. So which is more him? They're both him. Both the idea of chesed and the idea of gvura. He's using them together. Or like a person that's using a a, a drill to screw in a, a a thing. He has to use his right hand to hold the drill, and he has to use his left hand to hold the thing or whatever, and he's using them together in order to, to make it happen. So the same thing here. Yes, in order to create a world, it's not capable, it's not a, a, it's not a possibility if it's just the ore. The ore is just going to overwhelm everything. So, we need something else which is going to cover over the ore. So, Hashem made in himself, right, a power that's going to cover over the ore. What's that power that's going to cover over the ore? The Kli. The Kayach And so, therefore, he puts the ore and the Kli together. And with the ore and the Kli together, he's able to create a world, create a shalom, another shalom. Where's our third shalom? I don't know. Right? He's able to create this. But what is he creating it from? He's creating it from himself. The same or and the same Kli is the same or sof. So when Hashem is looking at this thing, is there a difference between the or and the Kli? Or is it all one thing? It's all, it's all Hashem. It's all peanut butter. So like we were using the example the other day. It's the same. It's one thing. It's one Hashem. So, from Hashem's point of view, he, you can look at it from the point of view of is this a table? Or are these atoms? Are these neutrons, protons, electrons? Are they quarks? Are they empty space? What is it? All, of the, above. All of the above. So, that's what he's saying here. From Hashem's point of view, right, the only way it could be a Mitzvah Sayesh is if you're focusing on the, on the Kli. If you're focusing on the kli, you're focusing on the concealment, you're focusing on the kaya chagvul, then you could see that this is a world. If you're focusing on the on the plastic that's in between the light and the ground, you could see that there are shapes, there's squares and circles and Jewish stars and whatever. But once you go regarding with respect to the Eibister himself. What does it mean that it's not toifus Kar? You can't say it's a Metzius. You can't say it's a form at all. Why? It would be impossible for there to be a Metzius a Yeish. Why? Because the whole reason what's making it be a form of a something is because of the concealment of the light. But this concealment, when looked at from Hashem's point of view, is it really a concealment, or is it really just Hashem as well? Just Hashem. When the Rav is making a decision to say that this is kosher or this is not kosher, is it something else outside? No, it's Hashem. It's the Rav's koyachagvul, so to speak. And limiting and saying, look, I've gone through all the possibilities and this is the right answer. The Rosh Hashiva doesn't need to do that. The Rosh Hashiva's job is to tell you, and show you that there's 70 different ways of learning this piece of uh, Gemara. Which one's the right one? They're all right. There's no limitation. But the Rav needs to come along and say, this is what we have to do. He has to have the Kayach And therefore that is him. It's not less him or more him, it's just him. Kim Legabe and Only the, where does this experience of Matthias exist? By us, by the creations. Because we're the we're the we're the, the shape on the bottom of the of the room. From our perspective, we see ourselves as being this shape. But with regards to Hashem, the essence of Hashem himself. It doesn't conceal. There's no concealment. And from his point of view, he sees the or and the kayachagvul or the keli. It's all one. It's all from Hashem. So it's all the same thing. It's all one thing, right? Let's just finish the period. I mean, sorry. I'm sorry. So, in comparison to the Eibister himself, you have to say that the Eilamos are really not a Metzies at all, because all they are is Eibisterliness. It's all Hashem. So this is Hashem in, as Or. This is Hashem as Kali. This is Hashem. Right. Uh, that's it. So if you were to scratch the material, the material is, is all Hashem. Sure, it looks like this from our perspective. From the above perspective, it doesn't. So let's go back to our muscle. I'll answer your question in a second. Go back to Einstein. Einstein, is teaching these 12-year-olds all about physics. Right? That's what he's teaching them. So he's using very specific words. Right? But in his using of those specific words does he see only that little picture or does he see the big picture of the entire idea of physics? He sees the big idea. Let's give a better example. Right, This is the example that Rebbe Hashabh uses in Vyadaita. When you read a Mishnah for the first time, what do you see? You see the limited ideas of the Mishnah. But when you read the Gemara that follows the Mishnah, right? what is the purpose of the Gemara? The purpose of the Gemara is to explain the ideas in the Mishnah in their full body. This is why Yehuda and Nasi uses the letter Vav here and this is why he doesn't use it here. This is why he uses this word here and not that word. This is why he brings this point, not that point. This is why Rabbi Akiva is arguing with Rabbi Eliezer. This is uh, Rabbi Yeshua, right? Or, no, they wouldn't argue with them, with Rabbi Ishmael, right? This is why Rabbi Yeshua is arguing with Rabbi Eliezer. This is why, etc., etc. You have all the different... When you learn the Gemara, you understand. You could go back to the Mishnah and then read again the Mishnah and you understand what it is that the Mishnah is trying to say. But when Rabbi Yehuda and Nasi wrote that Mishnah, what did he have in mind? All of that. That's the whole point. The whole point is that he used certain words as a code in order to bring out the full idea of what was going to be. right. What was the job of Rabbi Yudanasi? What did he take on himself? He took something that was the oral Torah that was not allowed to be written down, and he wrote it down. But why? Because he thought it was going to be lost. But how? He did it in such a way that it's meant to be learned like the oral Torah. That's the point of it. In other words, you can't take a Mishnah and learn it just as fa- at face value. It makes sense, maybe, and a lot of the Mishnahs don't make sense. But let's say even the ones that do make sense, but on a very superficial way. You need to learn the Gemara, or you need to learn the Bartanura. right? The Bartanura takes from the Gemara and explains what it is that this Mishnah is really saying, right? Or if you take, uh, you take, you know, I see the guys learning here Mishnahs every afternoon. They're taking the art scroll Mishnahs. Right, And they're reading the words, but they're explaining every you know, five words has a whole two sentences, three sentences from the art school in English explaining what is this Mishnah really saying? What are these five words really talking about? And if you didn't do that, you would not really understand at all what the Mishnah is trying to say. You got it? So in that Mishnah really is the full Gemara. And if you are Rabbi Yehuda Nasi who wrote it, that's what he was seeing. And if you're a Talmud Chacham, and after you've learned for many years, you understand that when you read this Mishnah, really what you're reading is really the, all the questions and answers that the Gemara is going to bring afterwards. You get it? But when you read the Mishnah as a Mishnah, it's just plain Mishnah, so all you see are these few words. But really, are those few words, that's all it is? No, it's really the full story. The same thing here. From our perspective... We are a Matthias. We're a Matthias. We're a Matthias, a yesh, that I'm separate from you. I'm different from you. I have this and I have that, all the things. That. But from Hashem's perspective, he sees the big picture. He sees the whole thing. And what is it that he's using to make this Matthias? Him. So if you only have him in the, right? You're, who's the maker? Him. What's the material that he's using to make it with? Him. Right? What's the ore that he's using to make Him. So who else is here? It's only him. Yes, hold on. Elad had the first question. Yeah, I was saying. Um, um, hey, that's uh, the trick. If so, I speak for long so, enough, you'll so, forget your question. So the ghoul the gbul is is, a, is Hashem. Yes, the Kaya Chagvul, right? So yeah. So isn't that we say that Hashem is limiting Himself, or it's still infinite? It depends which way you look at it. From the bottom up, the, from the bottom up, it looks like a limitation. You look like you, I look like me, and we look totally separate and not connected. But if you're looking at it from the top, what does he see? This so, is all Hashem. So, are we supposed to, in like terms of like, like I know like Hasidus brings that we shouldn't like you should love every creation, but back then it looks like uh, people were like didn't realize like that they were that everything is Hashem's essence, like they were like, like our voter was like putting, like, us down and, like, putting like putting yourself... Th- I'm saying, like, in terms of stuff like that, it's, like, like, shouldn't, like, you... Like, in terms of now we know, like, that everything's from Hashem, like, shouldn't we always um, love every creation no matter what? Is that how it works? Um, yes and no. In other words, the bottom line is that Hashem made uh, lobsters, right? Lobsters are a beautiful, wonderful creation. They look very Interesting. And they're gorgeous, you know, from and there's this color lobster and that color lobster. But Hashem also told us that we should not eat lobsters, right? So there's nothing inherently wrong with a lobster. A lobster is fulfilling whatever purpose in creation that Hashem had in mind for the lobster. But that doesn't mean that I have to eat the lobster. And my job is dafka not to eat the lobster, right? So the same thing with everything in life. There are certain, you know, there are... There, a creation is being made, right, because Hashem made that creation, and that creation has a purpose and a goal. Like, that's what we were talking about, if you remember, in yesterday's Tanya class, in chapter 29, that we're learning, that a person, in a certain way, could look at himself as being lower than a lobster. Why? Because a lobster, all he's doing is, he's fulfilling the, cre- he's doing exactly what he was created to do to walk along the, the ocean floor and eat the garbage, whatever that he eats, and, and, and do whatever it's supposed to do. I mean, I have no idea why Hashem created lobsters. Like, why in, the world did, why, did, why in the world did he do that? I don't know. I don't know. But at the same time, when I don't listen to Hashem, right, when I do an Aveira, God forbid, right, a person does something wrong and he eats the lobster, God forbid. Let's imagine. You know, let's try. It. So he is lowering himself down to a much lower level than that lobster. Because at the end of the day, the lobster or the mouse that's running around outside, that's the example that he gave, right, is doing exactly what Hashem created to do. Now, if you ask me, I have no idea why did Hashem make mice? Like, why, like what was the point of it? Why did Hashem make lobsters? Why did Hashem make all these different creepy crawlers in the ocean? You know what I mean? It's like, like what, what, what was what was in Hashem's mind? I don't know, right? But at the end of the day, those things, those creations are doing exactly what Hashem wants from them. But when I eat that lobster, God forbid, a person eats that lobster, a Jewish person eats that lobster, he's doing exactly what Hashem created him not to do. So in that way, he's on a lower level, and that's that's very disheartening, right? And so therefore, a person needs to use that as a like a shock therapy for himself to like get himself out of the the place where he's in and change himself, right? And to move forward and try to, you know, try to do what Hashem created him for. Yeah. So you might have tackled this question already yesterday but je- just we'll, in- we'll give you yeah. lashes if we if we, uh, oh, <laughs> if we. okay fine. <laughs> uh, so if everything is Hashem, why does anything matter? Oh, we did we did do that. Very good question though. That that was a question yesterday, but we'll just bring it up. Well, Kitzer, you'll be able to listen to it on the uh, yeah, okay. Spotify, but we will just fine. but Kitzer, Sir, you could say in that's a that's a that's a really good question because on the one hand, we're saying everything is Hashem. So, what does it really matter? Anything, and like maybe the whole world is just an illusion, Ooh. right? That's that's what some people say that the whole world but is just an illusion, and the and they have sense. they have room to say that because of this idea that if it's all Hashem, and like, uh, <laughs> do we really even exist? You know, it's it's really just a big figment of uh, imagination. Maybe you could say it's a prison. For okay, soul. so so the, so Torah explains to us that that is a false way of looking at things. That is not true. Why? Because, because Hashem created a world. And if you, I don't know if we learned it together, but if you remember from the famous uh, Mimer from Tafresh Mem Gimel, from the Rebbe HaShab, Umnam, he brings an example uh, from the Mishnayos in Sanhedrin, right. that uh, one person that was using um, uh, an illusion of the eye to collect cucumbers, witchcraft or whatever, and one person was actually uh, doing it, whatever. The whole point is that, that there, there is a concept of that there's a reward in punishment. Mm-hmm. And that Hashem created a world that says that this world is a true world. It's a real world. And Hashem sent us here to do what we need to do down here in this world. And it's because the Torah tells us this, so then we know that this is a real world. And that when a person does the right thing, it's the right thing. And when a person does the wrong thing, it's the wrong thing. But if the Torah wouldn't tell us that, then, uh, then you're right. It would be a big question. But because the Torah tells us this, right, this is, it tells us that this is an actual world and it, it does matter what we do. And that's because of the Torah. So what, because obviously the Torah says this is real world, then it has to be real. And then that begs the question, what aspect of the world makes it real? Because seemingly, Hashem is making us feel. In other words, we are experiencing the world. Everything that we're saying here is not necessarily something that we're experiencing. In other words, we're not experiencing that Hashem is, uh, you know, uh, that there's only Hashem. That's not how we're experiencing life. We're experiencing life that I'm a single independent entity that is walking through this world, you know, on my own. Right. And so therefore, we have to recognize, now all of this is there for us to use it to, to understand and to meditate upon, right? How am I supposed to be living my life in terms of my doing of Torah Mitzvahs, right? That's how we're supposed to be looking at this thing, whether it's through Yehudah Tata, which is the meditation of Pesuch HaRizim, that I am a mitzvah, but Hashem is creating me every single second. Mm-hmm. And therefore... I should be bottled to Hashem. In other words, I should listen to his rotsun. If Hashem's rotsun is that this is not kosher, even though my rotsun says that this looks delicious, then I have to mevatel my rotsun for his rotsun. Mm-hmm. Your rotsun is still true. What? Your rotsun is still true. It's just... That 100%. Right. That I do have a rotsun that this is delicious, and Hashem's rotsun is that this is disgusting. So I have to mavatl my rotsun for his rotsun. Well, it's not... No, right? it's that Hashem's rotsun is that you shouldn't eat it. Right, so that's, okay. he's telling me it's disgusting. It's, uh, I should be disgusted by it. And a tzaddik, who's much more aligned than me, has that same notion. So he's disgusted by these things in the physical world because they are the opposite of the ratzana of Hashem. And then a deeper level is this deeper level of, you know, Milvado, which we've been talking about now, which is the, which is the meditation of Kriya Shema, Birkos Kriya Shema and Shemona which is, you know, it's all Hashem. Really, that's what it is. All right, Khabra, let's do Chazara, and we'll continue. Mitzvah Shem tomorrow.